Hello everyone, welcome to today's episode of the Paul Smith Podcast uh, with my fantastic guest, Dr. Usman Sajid. I um, hope you're all well, hope you're feeling good. I am, yeah, it's midday on a Tuesday and normally I'd be feeling kind of, uh, I don't know, I'd be feeling like, ugh, I don't know, I'd, I'd be in the gym, I don't know how I'd be feeling, but like, I wouldn't be feeling chatty, I don't think, but I'm feeling good today, I'm feeling okay. Had a little uh, a meditation this morning because I'm all a hippie now. Uh, I've had a banana for breakfast and I'm excited because I'm picking my little puppy up later. So it's going to be a good day. I uh, hope you're excited for today's podcast. Uh, we're going to be talking medicine. We're going to be talking about some medical stuff. Uh, make it into some COVID stuff. Ooh, no. Um, so yeah, I hope you're all feeling good. Um, <laughs> you can't see, but he's coming in late. Imagine waiting for a fucking GPA. <laughs> uh, so yeah, just saying hello to the people, wishing you all well. All on lunchtime. I hope you're there. I hope you chilled out. I hope you sat there just having a little brew, watching us live, having you having your having your sandwich. I don't know what do people have for lunch these days. I'm more healthy eating now, so I don't even know anymore. But yeah, I hope you're all having your sandwich and your sausage roll and whatever you can get hold of in this lockdown 2.0. Um, so are we ready to are we ready to say hello to Doctor Usman? One second, he's just setting the tech up. He was supposed to be here half an hour ago to do like a sound check and that, but I didn't really tell him that, so I'm not going to blame him. <laughs> Because I'm unprofessional. <laughs> I mean, we're doing better than yesterday because yesterday we, we had Rocky Fielding, but Rocky Fielding didn't turn up. So I chatted for 45 minutes to Binti, didn't I, mate? You did. It was a very informative, very informative conversation about food. All of our specialties. If, if this conversation doesn't end up on what we had for our tea last night... I will be amazed. I think I'm going to get a little timer up on the bottom of the screen to see how long it takes me to talk about food or crisps of some description. So, yeah, um, we did take some medical questions down. Well, I asked for medical questions in the chat because I did the pre-show, um, and we got one, and it's not a very serious one. So, no, I don't think we'll be testing your medical knowledge today. <laughs> I, don't think, I, don't think, I don't think you're going to be pushed to your limits. <laughs> I <laughs> did very in-depth medical medical ponderings of my public, but yeah. Oh yeah, what's your number? Put, we're going to put a number up on the screen. If you've got any pressing medical conditions or issues that you need to speak to a GP about, I mean, again, don't send pictures of your dick if it's crusty, because <laughs> he can't help you. I mean, Binti will enjoy it, and he'll add them to his collection, but us can't help you at this point. I've tried. I do it I do it to him at least once a month and say, is this okay? It's come back. <laughs> and he says, I, can't, I don't know what to tell you, mate. Just, keep, just, keep, putting the, just keep putting the cream on and hope for the best. Take, take two of these. <laughs> take 16 of these and put it in the morning. So... I'm going to say hello to him, I'm going to give him a drum roll, go. Host of the Dr. Us podcast, 
medical GP, uh, yeah, sports doctor, sports specialist, uh, man of many talents, and just all around handsome guy, uh, <laughs> Dr. Usman Sajad. Am I saying that correctly? Yeah, that's I'm it. I'm saying that's that it. perfectly, aren't I? Of course I am. <laughs> Absolute yeah. pleasure to be on How today, are you, Paul, mate. How are we okay. doing? You all right? Good. Yeah, it's, good. it's weird for you to be a guest on mine. I've been a guest on yours. I know, mate. I'm on with my you favorite all, comedian. You're looking all hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting cold out there, so I need to. <laughs> How's well, life, mate? Good, mate. How are you? How are you? I'm very well, you know. Yeah, yeah. how's the shows and stuff? And used... uh, well, we closed the shows down now because yeah. you know we had to uh, we had to shut down lockdown two point oh. Um, we were doing all right though. People, we had socially distanced audiences in. People yeah. just happy to be out. Yeah, people yeah, enjoying yeah. it. Laughter's well, I wouldn't say laughter. People say laughter's the best medicine. Yeah, I mean, yeah. as a medical professional, you probably disagree. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it is. It's, it's, it's a no, good no, no, medicine, no, of course, mate. Yeah, it is. It's <laughs> laughing, being around friends. I mean, there's things it can't do though. Like yeah. sort my penis problems. <laughs> I laugh a lot. My dick is still yeah. in trouble. <laughs> no, it is. It is. I would say that uh, maybe I should start telling patients like that, like going to a Paul Smith comedy. Yeah, show, yeah. Solve all your problems. Like that Robin Williams film. Yeah. What was it? Patch Adams. Yeah, like, I actually haven't seen. Yeah, no. I don't he just kind of. He just kind of laughs. It sort of makes people laugh, doesn't he? Yeah. Just goes yeah, around yeah. the world as like a clown. Oh yeah, yeah. Can you? But yeah, that was a uh, yeah. No, I should maybe should start telling them to come to your shows. Like. <laughs> should they, mate? That would be fantastic. Penis problem just a go little, to a show as a little like. side. <laughs> but then, do we have to get the, get the NHS like... to buy the tickets yeah. to the show? <laughs> a Philly arena full of sick people. <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, Rock, Rocky Fielding didn't come on yesterday. No, no. fuck you, Rocky Fielding. <laughs> and nobody tell him I said that. Because if I, you know, if it was harder, I'd have a go at him. Yeah. <laughs> So but as it stands, mate, if you don't want to turn up, you just don't turn up, mate. Did you, did you, know, he was, did you know he was coming? Yeah, you? well, he can fit. I don't know what happened, to be honest. Mm. I hope he's okay. I hope so as well. Yeah. Yeah. What has he gone missing for? Yeah. Hmm. Maybe he got a cough or something, thought he had to self isolate. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. He's gone underground for four well, how, how, How's your work? Where are you working now? Um, so I'm working on the Wirral, a yeah. GP surgery on the Wirral. Yeah. Um, so work in Wallasey, sort of like a deprived GP area. GP's still going, are they? Yeah, yes. Yeah, so You're all FaceTiming now? Yes. <laughs> so it's all like telephone calls and we can do video, sort of video video consultations, but we are still open. We're not we're not seeing patients face-to-face -face initially, yeah. uh, but obviously if if we feel that we need to see them, like examine them or if, if it sounds like they need to get to hospital, we can bring them in. Yeah. But uh, we are still open for business. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, um, you can't say so. No. <laughs> I just say it off. Listen, there's only, there's only one medical problem out there yeah, now. Yeah. Um, uh, but no, no, you know what? Everything, we're, we're going to see it now. It's going to impact everything. You know, like we, we've talked off camera about this people's mm. sort of physical health, mental health, and I'm seeing a lot of mental health issues coming in now sort of thing you're getting a lot of yeah a lot of mental health issues yeah especially since the set have you noticed a big dip since the second lockdown was announced yeah definitely definitely and it's not only the patients like parents of children with adhd yeah, or yeah. autism and stuff yeah. like that where you know they haven't been used to a routine or going outdoors and now this has happened it's impacting everything at home because it's not only that child the parent may have sort of two other children three other children yeah um, so it's having you know having impacts on it yeah time, i can really. i can empathize with that much my, my little, little lad autistic yeah, yeah. and do you know what he dealt really well with it like yeah. I, I was surprised how well he dealt with it but still not having that routine of school the school's just so much better at dealing with them yeah like definitely. i'm good at dealing with my lad I, yeah, i'm probably yeah. oh, i i'm very I, I, what 
on the planet, I'm probably one of the people who understands them best, obviously, but like mm. just the facilities they have in the schools that yeah. like they have sensory rooms and trampoline yeah, yeah, yeah. rooms and sensory pools and things I can't yeah, have yeah. in my house. So, <laughs> I mean, I will try. How old is he now? He's nearly eight. He's eight this month. So yeah, oh, yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. He's amazing. He's. I mean, he's, as I was saying yesterday, he goes through phases where he's no bother most of the time. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. sometimes he just go, he just discovers a little new thing to do that he just finds hilarious. Like he, his new thing is just having a poo in the bath. <laughs> Thinks it's fucking oh, great. Mate. You just oh, you just get there. You're standing up and you're like, ah, oh, you're gonna poo in the bath, aren't you? He just goes, ha ha, <laughs> and just oh. throws it off the wall. So I'm like, oh, you've told your boots. Yeah, yeah. But, It'd be all right. Uh, but yeah, no, it's um, obviously parents are struggling with that. And even the ones that haven't been diagnosed, you know, that are sort of, you know, showing symptoms at school at home, the waiting list, the waiting list to be seen, I'm, I'm sure you know, the waiting yeah. list to be seen by a specialist for ADHD and autism is long enough as it is. Yeah. And with this, it, I mean, the waiting list is like 12 months. Yeah. So on top of this now, it makes it even longer. So I just feel so sorry for it's really bad. Yeah. I feel, honestly feel. It's so stressful. That's I moved in the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, that's why I moved out. To, uh, well, I'm not going to say where I moved to, but um, that's why I moved out to Liverpool into Nosley into the, yeah, because yeah. Yeah. the little lad because the waiting yeah, list yeah. their 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 waiting list was like we got seen by educational psychologists and everything within like six weeks where it was going to take eighteen months in Liverpool just because of the the numbers. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And like yeah, you, you you can go privately, but that's the thing. Everyone doesn't have that. No, at that time, I mean, that, I, was, yeah. I mean, it costs a lot, especially costs, at that time. It's like a, going a back eight years, session, six like, years. A private session, psychologist wise, it could be one hundred and fifty to two hundred yeah. yeah. session, yeah. and you need session two sessions a week. I'd yeah. say, um, definitely. And you've got yeah. to get on to observe the school, and it's it's a lot. Yeah, it's yeah. A lot. So. Um, no, it is. It's, it's impacting everything. But um, I guess people are just trying to stay more positive now compared to the first lockdown. Yeah. But I, I don't what have know. you been doing? It must be stressful for you. I yeah. mean, what, what have it you is. been doing to keep yourself kind of... Just... Um, it's just every, mental health good. It's a difficult one, like, because some days you'll come home and you'll be like, because you've been just used to hearing people's Yeah, because you're taking a lot on from people yeah. like that problems all day and there'll be sometimes i'll come home from a shift and i just don't want to talk to anyone like my wife or just don't want to just want to just be because you're just hearing different people's problems different people's issues mm. all day and it's i'd say at this point it's worse than it was um at any other time so yeah it, it is a bit difficult um and again it's 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 harder because you're talking to people on the phone mm. whereas in face to face you're there you can see their eye you can you know look into the, look into their eyes mm. basically look like the body language but you almost feel like a call center, you know, yeah, yeah, telephone yeah. and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's difficult, and it's just a bit like you know they're saying about four weeks, but it'll be. It, I, I can't see that happening. No, like, I can't. No, I mean, I mean I've kind of thought I'm not going to work again this year. Mm. Like we might do. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with all this testing and stuff like that. Yeah, we'll get into yeah. all that in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but yeah. like, I, I've just kind of, I, 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 I like to look at things that way. I like to go, okay, well, I'm just going to accept that. The, the rest of the year written off and then if it's not that's a bonus if it is yeah, then i kind yeah. of about it come to terms with that kind of thing definitely i mean hopefully it should start to pick up from 2021 but i don't know yeah like you're saying with the testing and the vaccine coming in now maybe that'll in hope ho hopefully the government should speed things up but, yeah you're um, gonna get the you're gonna get the vaccine put you on the spot that <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't, I don't know why you're looking around. You're 100% on camera. 
<laughs> you know what? Like the thing I'm skeptical about, um, and obviously everyone is entitled to their own views and opinions, mm. but a vaccine takes five to ten years to develop. This you know, from from everything idea. from its inception to its testing on cells, testing on animals, testing on humans. It's not only testing on humans; you've got to do it in a randomized way on different studies. How they've done it in five months, and I've actually got a funny story for you. So my mum works as a fertility specialist in Abu Dhabi. So she was seeing a patient just for a sort of sperm count. Yeah. It was normal, you know. Kept following up. It was normal. It was normal. It was normal. And then one fine day, he comes to a follow up, and his sperm count is just low. It's like two or three, really low, uh, where it should be in the thousands. So she was like, "What have you done? Have you been taking any medication?" He was like, "No." Have you been taking any anabolic steroids? No. Have you done anything? No. So she's like, "Well, why has it come back? What's what's happened?" And then when he got up to walk out. He was like, oh, I was involved in the Oxford vaccine COVID trial. Um, so she was like, oh, okay. And I know from reading about it, um, COVID itself and the vaccine affects your sperm cells. Yeah. So it drops, it can drop your sperm count. And this is probably adding to the conspiracy. Oh, mate, I was just going to say, I could yeah. feel, I could feel yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, uh, back to your question, I, 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 I want to read more about the side effects and the complications yeah. before I take anything. There's no way they could have known. They, they can know unless mm. they've been making it. Unless they, mm. if you go down a conspiracy theory black hole, I do, yeah. I do enjoy a conspiracy theory. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it's entertaining. One, yeah, and and they've been making it for 10 years and yeah. this is all engineered to sell that vaccine yeah. then then that's the only way it's safe though yeah because if it's not then they have been taking took five months to make it which is i mean it's it's an impressive feat yeah but still it's not they can't know what's going to do to you definitely and it's um i mean there's a difference between conspiracies and just spreading absolute false rubbish and we'll get on to that but um <laughs> <laughs> we'll clear some of that we'll up clear today. some of that but um no the it does like um I mean, so that's the thing. So back to the question. Uh, yeah, I'd want to read more about the side effects and complications and uh, what it does. I want to find out more about it, to be honest. And they're talking about making it available to sort of 80, over 80 and 85-year-olds, yeah. um, to the healthcare workers and the vulnerable. But I believe it's going to be ready for the start of December. Yeah. Uh, but then I've also read that there's, there's something like they're going to force it, and if you don't, get it, you're going to be sectioned. I don't really understand I saw how the that, hell that's yeah. supposed to happen. I like, saw that. Yeah, I don't, no doctor uh, and nurse. Was we're, we're we're told to never ever do that. Our number one thing is never ever do any harm to the patient. Yeah. Never. That's that's the top. So if someone is like, no, I don't want it, and you're like this, like it goes. No doctor and nurse is going to want to do that to someone. So like that leaves on, someone down. And yeah, you know, yeah, like, it's different if they're if they don't have capacity and you have to give them treatment like a psychotic patient. Yeah. But these people aren't psychotic; they're just normal. Yeah. So that leaves the next question: is what would the army and police do it? Yeah. But then they have to be trained medically to give injections, and yeah. they don't want to do that. They need to be trained to not only give injections, but recognize the you know when something goes wrong, how to treat it. So I can't see that happening. No. I don't. I've read about it. I just practically, if you think about it practically, no doctor or nurse is going to force someone to do it, and then because of that, you'll be the army and police. But then they have to be trained medically. But even then, even at that point, because I was talking to someone about this because. There's been protests going on in Liverpool, yeah, quite a few. Yeah. And well, I agree with them in principle, and they've been mostly very peaceful protests. I like, I, like the guys running them are good people. I know them, yeah. um, and they've been praised by the police. The first few, we yeah. were quite praised by Manchester Police for being done in a safe, as safe a way as possible, yeah. and I, a lot of respect was given to the police, and yeah. uh, there was no trouble at all. But then last week there was a little bit of trouble, and people getting like. 
arrested and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was talking to someone about it, a friend of mine this morning about it, and he was like, "These, I sometimes, although like." It's just obviously there's always a riot, and I take the piss out of the police quite a lot and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. <laughs> but I, a couple of weeks ago, I was down. At my my missus opened a new shop in Plymouth. Uh, in, 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 in Talk here is uh, yeah. Place. She opened a new shop down there, and uh, she had a little. She had a couple of friends and family around, which I mean, technically she shouldn't have done. She shouldn't have done. Yeah, but she did. Um, she wanted to celebrate this. She took her, it took her years to build this up, and she was happy, yeah. and she just didn't want to miss out. So she took a few friends. Most of them live in the same house anyway. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but the police turned up, and he closed it down. And um, she gave this like she was. The, he, he, he mentioned there was a ten possible ten grand fine, which would ruin it. And she was like, so she got a bit upset about it, and she was like, mate, I'm a, I'm a single mother. Like I've built this build business up from scratch, and yeah, she yeah. she just told her, and and then her dad was there, and he's like, make she she treats cancer patients for free and alopecia patients and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. She does a lot of charity stuff, and um, this copper just got really like upset. He was like, I, he, like he got, I felt bad because he yeah. was just like, oh, I don't want to be doing this. Like I don't, like I, I've got like. Like, this is not what I signed up for. I wanted to be stopping crime and stuff like that. And I don't agree, but I've just got to do what I'm told to do. And, yeah, and I, felt, I felt so bad. Like, I just saw him in a totally different light. So and I was like, the human side of him came yeah. out. And I was like, oh, I feel really bad for you, know. Yeah, like, did someone grass on I pie? think so, yeah, yeah, did, yeah, yeah, yeah. We think we know who it was, but I don't want to say. <laughs> <laughs> but that's yeah. the thing. With, I mean, police, they're, they are, they're hardworking people. I guess things will rub them off like if you spoke like it's it's with anyone man if someone speaks to you nicely and pleads like yeah. it's the same in my line of work if someone like misses their appointment and they're like please please doctor you know like thing I'll, I'll go on my way to go do it yeah. but if they're difficult and obstructive like you know like call me back now you know really, so i'm not gonna go out my way and do it i'm not gonna put and it's the same with the police i guess if yeah, they get yeah. someone giving them this they're not gonna go out of their way to let that charge slide, but I guess you know you, you, your missus talked to the police officer really nicely. Yeah, and yeah. Said yeah, and yeah. if they, as long as they've got a heart, they, they appeal to human. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you're gonna get some coppers who are just psychopaths, and you're gonna get some. Yeah. We get people who are psychopaths. You do. You get any walk of life. Yeah, yeah. Um, how you could feel comfortable giving someone a ten grand fine? Like, ah, oh, mate, it's not even a hundred, a ten grand. Well, no, I mean, ruin people. The, ruin you got to look at the person who made that up because they, they they came and tried to do. They they threatened us with it when yeah. the curfew came in. We finished the two minutes past ten, the first time because it's. I mean, it's ridiculously difficult to run a comedy show at the time yeah, yeah, with yeah. breaks and stuff, especially when we're having to do seat service. And they all came in, like four of them. They were they were in coppers. They were ghost council like. Council like COVID police yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. and they, they were threatening the fan. They were a bit, bit authoritarian kind of. They, these, no, like you know when you get some traffic wardens who are like, ah, like you, yeah, you see yeah. them and you go, ah, oh, mate, I'm moving that now, and they go, all right, yeah. yeah and then you get some who are like, no, and like they, they love the job, and yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, you just you you hate people, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes of, I think I. Don't they get a commission from every ticket? I've heard something like something, like, and I, think, I, I imagine the COVID police are getting something. Must get something oh, similar. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm speculating there. I've completely <laughs> made that up. That's not that's not facts. I'm not spreading this. Don't don't clip that out as a thing. And go, Paul Smith says <laughs> exclusive. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it's just it, it's just it's hard. it's it's impacting everyone, and I don't know how. Obviously, it's up to people whether they get the vaccine or not. But if you don't, it's oh, it's just so difficult. It's so difficult, and people have their own views about it. Do you think it, it'll then? get to the point where if you haven't got the vaccine, you are you'll get a bit a bit talk of like a health pass? 
Yeah. Where, like, if you've got the vaccine, you can just go and live your normal life. But if you haven't, you can't go out. Yeah. Can't so go in a restaurant. I was actually speaking to the guy I interviewed on my show. He's, he's a good lad. I, despite him having totally different views to me, I, he's, I think he's a good lad. Dean Garnett, you know, the MMA fighter. Oh, Dean's good. Yeah, Dean's he's, cool, isn't he? I, I, he's, he's a really good lad. I mean, different views. But he was saying, he's, he, he's obviously a, a fighter himself and he coaches yeah. fighters. And he was like, listen, I'm never going to have the vaccine. I'm not going to take the vaccine. But I could see them being like stopping you from traveling you know you're yeah. not allowed to travel if you haven't got and a lot of countries are very strict you know especially the uae um i know for a fact because you know when you go to the uae place abu dhabi you have to wear a watch for four to, you know they'll check that you're isolating and if you take the watch off you know if you go out your flat it's like a you know like an ankle tag they'll, they'll really? come and swim yeah because my dad was there seeing my mom and he had to wear like a, a watch for 14 days and he couldn't leave the apartment That's that mad. was his that was him isolating so a lot of countries um will be quite strict about that mm. you know if you haven't got if you haven't got shown evidence of the vaccine um or certain you know they'll make you get a blood test to show you know the certain levels of antibodies in mm. there like the same one like a hep, hep b they probably won't let you travel i can see that coming into force mm. i could i definitely i can't see them forcing a vaccine on you that's inhumane but the travel thing yeah 100 i could see that well that, that i mean it's 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 a good way of i mean obviously you're saying like getting someone pinning you down and jabbing you That's, is what we would consider force but yeah. it's a good roundabout way philosophically to kind of force to remove remove all your other choices cut, and then you yeah. go they'll get you well, i'm not yeah. not going on me all of these so that's it yeah and i think they will do that it's like you know when you go for a, a job in a, a healthcare setting you've got to show evidence that you have hepatitis b immunization yeah. and they'll make you get a blood test to have the antibody they'll do the same with yeah. this definitely they'll do the same with this and Again, I can't comment if it's right or wrong, but yeah. it's at the end of the day, like, okay, I'm speaking from a medical professional, but medication, vaccines, treatment, surgery, anything, it's always the patient's choice. We, no one should ever force you to have anything. If you don't want to have something, you shouldn't yeah. have it. So no vaccine should ever be forced on you. Yeah. You know, nothing should ever be forced yeah. on you. And it's a bit unfair, like yeah. the traveling thing, you know. Where do you stand on like, obviously, I'm not saying there's like a herbal remedy to, remedy to get rid of COVID or anything, but like yeah. someone comes to you, I obviously, I think a massive, uh, we've already mentioned it, a massive yeah. problems, mental health problems and things like yeah. that. Um, where do you stand on like people come to you? Do you think, do you think medication for that is over prescribed or do you think like, like, cause I, I've had mental health problems in the past yeah. and I, yeah, I yeah, and I've, I've got friends who've got mental health yeah, problems. Yeah, yeah at the minute like going through certain stuff and some of them are on medication some of them yeah. won't take it i personally won't take it ever again because yeah. i just didn't agree with me and i found yeah. it zombied me out and i was just like i find just simple routine help yeah. and exercise and stuff works yeah. a lot better for me Definitely, just gets yeah. me balanced and stuff like that Definitely. are you what do you go down that road do, do you do you, obviously each yeah, patient's yeah. different so do you, do you kind of try and figure out what would be best for each patient or do you always try and get them to do a bit of exercise and stuff first for, for, mental, for mental health issues yeah, specifically health yeah, issues, yeah. yeah. That's a good question um yeah so I'd, I'd obviously find out how bad it is first yeah. you know finding out how long it's been going on for what the symptoms are have they been suicidal that's a big one you always have to act suicidal or any self-harm um often when it, if it's very very severe like to the point where it's impacted their whole life and they can't get out of bed they can't go to the job they're just in-house they don't want to go out of the house they've been quite suicidal at times you know they don't have a lot of support it's often a good thing to do both yeah. um medication i would say medication is not going to take anything away medication might make the bad days not so bad yeah. but 
80 to 90% of the driving force will be counseling therapy. You know, you talking to someone, you getting involved in something called CBT, which is cognitive behavioral yeah. therapy, which basically helps you retrain your brain. So when you do encounter stressful situations or situations which cause you grief, you know, you know how to deal with them emotionally, you know, yeah. like breathing exercises and knowing how to process some of your thoughts and negative thoughts. Uh, again, I'm a big, big advocate on just sort of staying healthy, exercise, going out and seeing friends, yeah. talking to people. Because a lot of people, you know, you know, you, you know yourself with your friends and past experiences with mental health. A lot of people, it's such a such a sad thing, and I have all the time in the world for any mental health. Because because a lot of patients will come in, and it's it's different now. See face to face, you know, you can always say the women will start crying, and uh, mm. you know the patients. But men, you you see them struggling, and then you know anything, just like they might break down, or you know they might be trying to hold it in. But a lot of mental health patients, it could be they've experienced some sort of trauma or some bad experience earlier on in their life mm. and it's impacted everything they're doing today. So yeah, so I'd, I'd often say a big driving force is the counseling, the sort of the, the, the sort of managing your sort of thoughts and stress, exercise, getting out, seeing friends and stuff. Um, and it, it is a slow process. It is something that as bad as it sounds, no one's going to change unless you make that change yourself. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? Medication, medication isn't the be all and end all, and, and that's the thing. I still think you can get better from not having any antidepressants at mm. all. You can definitely is it's proven sort of thing, mm. but there are a lot of patients that will be on antidepressants that haven't done any counselling or talking therapy, and they're they're in the same boat they were two years ago. Yeah, you know? yeah. and you're just going on a pattern of increasing that medication, increasing that medication. I, I'm 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 sort of um, in agreement with you. I think it is a thing. If yeah. do you really see that happening sometimes? Yeah, like. Oh, I, 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 Obviously, you've yeah. then got to then advise them. But if they're not yeah. taking that advice, obviously you can't take them off the medication because that would be That's worse. It. Paul often say to them, mate, "Mate, what is it that you're hoping I would do for you? What, yeah. what, what, what can we do for you? We yeah. tried X, Y, Z. You don't want to do counselling. You don't want to talk to anyone. You know, yeah. obviously, and it is you don't blame them. Sometimes they're so scared of going and talking to someone because bringing up those those thoughts and you know things can often rehash the. Um, Re you know, bring bring back the past basically, and then that's when you find it's sort of like a cycle. They'll turn to stuff like alcohol. They'll turn to drugs. They'll turn yeah. to smoking weed. Smoking weed will sort of it'll go. You know, they'll they'll turn to other things. Um, so it will just they'll you know that thing that that saying that people who drink to drown their sorrows yeah. don't know that their sorrows can swim. <laughs> so yeah, no, no I, yeah, no. It's, it's, so alcohol and drugs are. are big they, they play a big big part as well in um, the mental health issues yeah. and a lot of people that you see embroiled in that nine times out of ten there's always some underlying mental health, mental yeah. health issues there oh we've got a uh, what's there's a question very long question we've had a question come in on the text yeah. um it says hi paul love the show it's a very long comment. <laughs> a few years ago, I fell 25 feet onto concrete and broke almost every bone in my body, Jesus. including my spine in two places. Jesus Christ. Shattered oh, my wow. pelvis, broke half my ribs and broke and dislocated my shoulder. I was told I would be in constant severe pain for the rest of my life so far. And so far, that's very true. I have arthritis as a result now. Standing out, sitting upright for more than a few minutes is agony. I was told it was too dangerous to operate for me and I currently have about three inches of my lower spine missing with a disintegrator. Jesus Christ. My question is, I've been large doses of oxycodone uh, with a handful of the meds for three and a half years. I'm obviously heavily addicted, but I need to make the I need to make daily life bearable. Jesus. Um, what could I do, if anything, to maybe get off the opiates? And how quickly is all the medicine shortening my lifespan? 
Uh, my GP told me there's nothing they can do for me, and they just offered me methadone, which I've heard is worse to get off and just as just isn't as effective as the oxy. I'm lucky to be alive, but carrying on living is obviously a chore now. Watching Paul is one of the things that helps to bite my day. Oh, bless, thanks very man. much. Bless, bless. Um, that's fucking heavy. That's that. heavy, man. That's so heavy. Like, it's a tough Jesus, question for man. you, that because Jesus. obviously, no, no, it's it's you know what, like, <sighs> opiate addiction is like you know there's many sort of opiates there's you start a codeine tramadol and then the strongest one is oxy obviously yeah. that's the stuff that people can struggle in america so he is on a very 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 strong dose strong opiate um it's difficult because he's on such a high dose and a strong painkiller if he stops tomorrow he'll you'll start to get um really bad withdrawals he'll feel start yeah. to feel unwell flu-like symptoms you know affect his bowels and everything i think the best advice for him i think um would be to depending where he is he needs to go back to his gp and get referred to a drug and alcohol reha rehabilitation service yeah uh, and it's not like going to a rehab where you go for five weeks um you'll be seen as a patient there they'll go to they'll go see you in a clinic and they will devise a tapering down regime mm. you know to so say he's on so many milligrams of oxy a day they'll bring you know very slowly they will wean that down so every week they might wean him down by one tablet yeah. a week and it's done very very slowly until he's on zero um the gp also needs to maybe refer him to the pain clinic the pain specialist clinic i don't know if he's if he's had that or not because as an alternative oxycontin there are other medications which aren't as addictive because yeah. it's probably the case that this oxy is not working for him anymore because if you take a if you take a medication for long enough your tolerance builds up mm. Um, so it's just stopped, and the same with alcohol as well. It, and with any substance, it stops working, so you have to take more and more and more and more, and it impacts on your life. So it's good that he's obviously, I, I can obviously commend him for his courage and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he's, he's realised that it's a problem. Honestly, he honestly, that's, that's it's a horrible thing he's had to go through. So yeah, so I mean, he'd have to, um, if he go back to his GP and ask for a referral to the drug and alcohol re rehab services, um, yeah, there is methadone. Um, methadone is, is perfectly safe because it's given in a controlled manner it's given every week um and that could be an option to be given methadone and wean down his oxycontin and then they'll also be putting him on something alternatively for his pain but that's what does the methadone do methadone is basically like a, a safe alternative to very strong opiates and like it, heroin it works the same way though it works this yeah sort of it it works the same way um and the beauty of it is obviously it's it's not as i mean it's you know mostly for sort of very strong painkillers like that like morphine and oxy but also for heroin but a lot of times with heroin addicts the stuff is diluted with others the stuff is cut with other stuff really yeah. other, like so it's sort of a safe alternative um yeah and it's given in a control feels like morphine yeah so the obviously you the high won't be as intense as morphine and heroin I'll stick to the morphine <laughs> <laughs> the good stuff um but obviously because it's given in a controlled way you can't go crazy with it you can't yeah. overdose on it so but yeah no from the, the yeah so I've, I've heard some things about morphine yeah so. <laughs> <laughs> never been tempted to just go <laughs> One, pass. One for me. Like. <laughs> Jesus, like, yeah, it's turned into Harold Shipman next. Just like using other people. But have you seen? Did you see that documentary on the Harold Shipman thing? Oh, I can't watch things like that. Can you not? Make I, no, because it just, it makes me. It just makes me day worse, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know why people do it. They're like, even like making a murderer. 
Mm. I, I, I don't know why it's, like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, a te- I'm like my missus hates me because I'm a pussy with the like horror film anything yeah. like that that makes me feel tense or yeah, like yeah. anything with kids in on it for my kids kids I'm like all kidnapped but I'm like I can't watch it because it just makes me feel like that's definitely gonna happen to me tomorrow the kids thing and oh, I don't I know we're going off topic here but even the sentencing for people that aren't kids in this country is like I don't how, started, how you can go to jail for possession with intent to supply for five to ten years yeah you know, you're essentially, you're not doing that for fun. You may doing that. To, I mean, there's obviously the arguments. You're doing that to make a living, but then people who harm kids, you know, paedophilia, they just go 11 months and yeah. they're on the sex offenders. Well, of course, yeah. it's like, that's just, yeah, no. that's another topic. But. I know. <laughs> um, that's, a, that's a heavy one for a Tuesday lunchtime and it's someone's just eating a butty going, oh, shit. Look. Yeah. <laughs> In work as well. <laughs> so you must be, like, you're a busy man because yeah. you're a GP. So that's yeah. long, long yeah. hours as a GP. I'd yeah. imagine, how, 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 like on average, um, it's not that bad. I mean, um, it will be sort of nine to five on Thursday and Friday. I might, st- I, I'm on call, so I stay till like six thirty, six yeah. six thirty. Um, obviously, if it's a quiet day, I can get all my work done and hopefully go home and I get the receptionist to call me if there's any issues. But yeah, usually Thursday, Friday, it's sort of like till yeah, six. Yeah. Other days, it's nine to five. Um, and then on the obviously on the side, obviously it's stopped now, but I work in sports as yeah. a doctor as well. So um working for rugby league side with this Vikings and in the in the boxing as well, yeah. working with some of the boxers and amateur boxing. I did work for Everton Ladies for a season, uh, two thousand seventeen, So is that like obviously physical injury and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um just being there to obviously treat the players and be be there on match days and um Sponge, yeah, <laughs> magic sponge, isn't it? a wet bath after, <laughs> <laughs> and then obviously the boxers working for them as a doctor. Um, you just have to be there for you know, in the run up to fights and stuff, any injuries. Um, just yeah, so that, mm. that, that, that how'd you get into doing that? You obviously you have a background on that, yeah. So I used to, um, I used to box as a super amateur in the amateurs for four years competitively, three or four years. So I said, that I always when I become a doctor, I always want to work um in the sports field as a doctor yeah. so my first thing was working in the amateur boxing um and then from there obviously you, you, i moved into the professional sort of side working with 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 the boxers and then you just just sort of build contacts and stuff yeah. and you moved i sort of worked and didn't really enjoy the football that i worked there for a season i, I don't know whether it was working in football or working for female footballers, I don't, I don't know. I just didn't. Are you into football, like in general. Yeah, yeah I'm an Everton fan, oh, so uh, so it was good working for so Everton. No, I enjoyed it. <laughs> I, don't, I have to get. The, I'm not even a football fan. I just have to get. <laughs> no, we haven't been doing too well. We started the season off really well, but we haven't been doing too well recently. But um, yeah, and then obviously doing the podcast stuff and everything like that. So I guess it's it's good. This is the stuff that keeps you busy and happy. I guess during lockdown, yeah, yeah. Because there's no sports work at the moment, so I'm not not because obviously all the a lot of the games mm. a lot of the stuff at that level have been cancelled it's yeah, just definitely. really high level some of the fighting sports have come back obviously yeah um, so um crowdless and things yeah I, that's I, weird I kind of like the UFC with no crowds because really? you can hear everything yeah like. just that I mean I know that's barbaric but like yeah, you can hear yeah. that thought of meat on meat like I watched the Khabib <laughs> fight the other the other weekend ah, that was amazing that was it? good that yeah, yeah. Um, I love Khabib but yeah no what did you um you like UFC, don't you? I love me UFC, yeah. yeah. I, I like a bit of boxing, but I don't really, I can't really keep up with both, so I, yeah, I yeah. struggle to keep up, so I don't really keep up. I'll, I'll watch it if I, if I can catch it. Like, I watched the Lomachenko fight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which was amazing. It really surprised me. Yeah, I was amazed yeah. by that. Um, but yeah, I love me UFC. Have you tried to get um, Darren Till on or something like that? For... Yeah. 
I, I message guess. them. Doesn't message me back. Does he not? <laughs> <laughs> I like him. He's a good. I love that until he's I think good. He's, he's, he's honestly on his one of the most, like, one of the funniest people on social media. Uh, I mess him. He's a nice guy. Yeah. Um, and obviously, I go it, uh, well before when 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 the gyms are open. I go to um, I frequent his uh, best mates gym. Yeah, uh, four corners, which is yeah. the best gym in Liverpool. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah. So I I like a bit of boxing as a as a pastime. Yeah, but you're you're passionate about the wrestling and everything like that. Well, I can't really do it much anymore. Yeah, I'm yeah. an old man. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> me, like my arms and that. I've been getting down. Um, Mick, Mick Stanton from K, Cage Warriors Fighters opened the gym not far from me. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like I, I was getting in there and doing a bit of wrestling and just yeah, a bit yeah. of psyching and wrestling. He's like he does submission wrestling. Yeah, yeah. they're good. Like it's yeah, great. Yeah. And like I've strengthened up a lot, so I'll be like we rotate the cuff went on the shoulder. So oh, like yeah, yeah. it was just every time I was rolling, it was just going <laughs> and just popping <laughs> out, and I was like ah, having to like pop it back in. Interestingly, like yeah, I've yeah. got Adam Rowan to my right to break into his house the other day because yeah, yeah. he got pushed over a couple of years ago. On Boxing Day, oh, man. and his shoulder come out like dislocated. Only not, not like completely, like subluxation, I think it's called. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, uh, and it just happens now. But it, it, it just happens to him while he's asleep, and he just wakes up and his arms just like. He's, <laughs> he's a, so I to, he couldn't move, and I had to break into his. I had to smash his front window and go in. Oh, and I, I was dying to just no, no, when you pop it back in. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, let me pop it back in, and he was like. Oh, no. screw you. No. <laughs> I want the ambulance. The ambulance has gave it morphine, weirdly enough. Yeah, that'll be it. But uh, speaking of comedians, I, w- I remember coming, the first show I came to you and there was a guy that opened up for you and he was hilarious. Small one, glasses. Adam Stone. Oh, Stone. Stone. Mate, he was hilarious. Have you, do you follow him on Instagram? I haven't, no, You no. should do, man. He's, he's, he, if you, he's one of the funniest oh, people mate. online. I still remember that uh, story he told about how he was in school with all the lads. And they were on a bus and they saw this girl hiding in a bus. No, uh, in a bin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jenna, Jenna, Jenna. Yeah, he got in trouble for that because he used the real name. Oh, did he? Did she get that back? Like, I, mate, I even, you know, the guy at the end, he was like, and then there was a class clown called so and so. I even stalked him. He was a real person. Yeah, yeah. I stalked him on Facebook. The thing is, to... like, when, when like... we were doing all those jokes, no one was watching anything. So, like, like I've got a story about getting into a fighting time. My mates stay. The, the puffer, the puffer jacket. Everyone yeah, knows yeah, who he is. And he yeah. messaged me going, lads, you have to use my name. And I'm like, mate, I didn't know anyone was going to watch it. Like, oh, I was just man. doing it in the clubs, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, to yeah, like, yeah. 150, 170 people, <laughs> and no one's got a clue. But obviously, when it goes online and on Facebook, and everyone yeah, can yeah. see who I'm friends with on Facebook and yeah, shit like yeah. that. Did that actually happen? Did you know that the whole thing of like you went to the guy and you're pulling is like the hood? I exaggerated a little bit. Um, I was so, I was really, I was on Billy Moore's shout out to Billy Moore. Yeah, I was on Billy Moore's podcast. You think you done this? I was supposed to, and then something happened with his work. But I, I messaged him the other day to check he was okay. Yeah, I, he's good. That. He, yeah. I went on and done that. Yeah, yeah and I was talking about it on that. But the, 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 the thing, I got into a fight really, and it was just it was yeah. it, it was scrappy, it was horrible. Yeah. Um, the best thing I did get, I jumped on his back and got like, turned up. And yeah. the only the only part of my extensive martial arts training that it paid yeah. off was the forward roll. I just rolled and came back up like facing him, and yeah. he just went. And I, <laughs> I, I, even I was like, that looked cool as fuck, but I don't know what to do now. <laughs> we just stood there. And he didn't know whether I was fucking solid then. And yeah. I knew I weren't solid. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, if I'd have just let, if I'd have left it at that point, I'd have been so happy, but he, he went for it in the end. It was what did he, uh, where was your mate that had started all this? Was he, he'd even you know what, at this in, point? He, he got it. What happened in real life was, yeah. he got it. And this, like the girl, the girl who was, as I remember it, the girl who he was with, 
who, who he'd been like trying to chat up. She shouted at people she knew, so he ended up in like a scuffle with them, like a couple of girls and a couple of lads, like dragging them away oh, while man. I was fighting with this lad. Yeah, yeah. So to them, it looked like I'd just started fighting with this lad, and he yeah, was trying yeah. to help me. Yeah. Um. So he kind of, and then the in the story when I, I, I could put me, th- I was trying to get him, and he come, he come back over and got him off me. Yeah, yeah. That's what happened. Then he come over and I, I got got me out of there basically, and dragged me away, and we ended up going to royal. And I was like. <laughs> covered in fucking in a fight you're like ah oh, I feel good here and then as soon as you walk away your body just goes that was bad yeah <laughs> my hands are, all, my hands, all, my, all my hands are smashed or, or broken yeah. I was like <laughs> don't like fighting no mate the, the thing I love about your show, you know when you go ask like people what their job is and then they if they like you said you've had it on occasions where they've said something to try to be clever and it's yeah. gone down like an absolute plane crash <laughs> you said that i designed like scarves for isis oh mate yeah did the whole room get quiet they were like oh it was terrible it was worth uh, like this is an empty room and this is louder than it was <laughs> uh, did he get chucked out after yeah that? after a month well, we can't yeah we can't like, we, 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 we can't be seen to i, I wouldn't tolerate uh, terrible, it anyway yeah, but we can't tolerate that children. kind of stuff so what like, did he did he start a lot did he say it, it was just it was like, weird, so weird because he's just like a little middle-aged like middle class him and his wife just look like someone you look honestly if you saw, saw them on come down with me you go yeah it makes sense yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah they're like, and it's just that made this racist this. joke and i think he thought everyone would just be like oh this would be hilarious yeah and yeah. we were like no and like I, I, the best thing about it was is that i think if you'd have gone back i think the you could see it, it showed me how much comedy's moved on and comedy audiences have moved on because if you if you'd have went back like there's a famous clip of Bernard Manon saying yeah. they're doing racist jokes about yeah, a black yeah. guy and there's one black guy and yeah. he's making jokes about him yeah. and everyone's laughing and he's kind of laughing and obviously yeah, at the time they're all going ah he thinks it's funny it's all yeah, right but obviously he's surrounded by white people yeah, and he yeah. thinks it's fucking like uh, he's like uncomfortable do you know what I mean yeah, and he's yeah. just like oh what the fuck is this bad I don't know yeah, like it's a horrible situation to put a person yeah, in yeah. but like when that happened no one had to go hey that's bad that everyone yeah. in the room just went no yeah. No, in unison, and it was beautiful. And I had to go with him, and everyone was like cheered. And yeah. I was like, "You fucked up there, mate." And it was just a nice moment. And I was like, "Yeah, it showed me how much comedy's moved on, and like, kind of people have moved on in general that made yeah. me feel good about life." That's good. That yeah, yeah, that's good. At least, at least, at least, at least you got removed from the room. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he had to get rid of Binti's. Can I tell the story? <laughs> Vince <laughs> had to like, suplex a guy once because <laughs> <laughs> it was in Seal Street and uh, this guy I can't there's a an act called uh, I don't know if, his name's Adam Elmy uh, yeah. from the Midlands black guy right he goes on and he's doing this doing a set and he picks on he picks on a guy um, yeah. I think I don't know what I, I wasn't in the room, so I don't know what yeah. the interaction was fully. But because I, I just did kind of like a commotion, because I felt the tension. And I was like, was in Seal Street backstage, it was just like a curtain, some stuff behind it. And I, I think I was probably just on my phone while he was on, because I knew yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of half listening to it. Mm-hmm. And he's gone, what you do? And he's picked on this guy, and he has been a little bit harsh to be fair, but yeah, not yeah. to warrant what the guy said, because the guy, the guy had just panicked. And in in my experience, the worst people to pick on. Uh, 
good looking lads who have no personality with fit girls because fit girls don't know how to take fit girls are mouthy, mouthy. Yeah. they don't know how to take any kind yeah, of abuse because yeah. they're not used to it it yeah, doesn't happen yeah. in life yeah, yeah. so if you call a fit girl a nubhead it's never happened to them it's, like it's, it's you've been called a dickhead yeah, a million times called every, <laughs> called every day by a patient like <laughs> yeah exactly because they're fucking lads and we grow up Just, with other lads and everyone goes you're a dickhead insecure people yeah but like good looking girls she was obviously like the popular girl in school she just you don't know the brains can't yeah. cope you feel like it's the because height of this guys want to get with them so they won't call them they won't call girls dickheads. Yeah, they'll do everything happen. they can to appease yeah. them everyone's and dead other nice girls thing. will be intimidated by yeah, them yeah so yeah. They've, they've grown up spoiled basically yeah yeah definitely and then the lads go so she she'd been a bit mouthy he'd gone uh, uh, uh. he hasn't got the he hasn't got the verbal capacity to like kind yeah. of have a witty comeback yeah. so he's just panicked and he just shouted something racist uh, and the, and it just stopped the room. Well, hold on, did the, the girl? Sh- no, the guy stood up and was like aggressively shouting sort of racist the boyfriend like, yeah, yeah. Um, in 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 his attempt to be chivalrous or something. Yeah, I don't know. Stick up for it, so uh, Adam's gone, and the whole room just went. No, and then boo them right, and it, obviously then he's felt 175 people turn, which yeah. is never a nice feeling. And yeah. he's gone, and some guy stood up, mate. You need to fuck off now, yeah, good like one. that. And he's gone. We all need to back off because I've got that, a knife, right? Was that here? Was that this, here? this is a new other club, like a couple of years back. So Binti's heard that and gone, right, he needs to go now because he's just fucking. Did the guy say, I've got a knife? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Binti goes up, like, drags him out, right? Then this, this other guy threatening him follows him out. They kind of start, like, there's a little scuffle in the room, yeah. and the, get, so the girl starts scuffling with someone, and it's just a, it's just a little kick off, right? I, I mean, I, I walked out and I was like, I'm just gonna watch this, <laughs> but Binti because he owns the gaff, and he's he's a jack. He just went. So that's not happening. Just grabs them. Just grabs all of this guy and like put it. Oh God, yeah, punching yeah. that. Just puts him in like a full Nelson to try and keep holding. But the guy's like struggling. So Binti just it was like something out of WWE. He just like fucking suplexed him through a chair. Oh, <laughs> it was fucking mad. And I was literally just stood there, <laughs> just watching all this happen, thinking. I don't know if I should get involved in this. <laughs> and you can see Binti showing me the CCTV. I go, nice one for the help, mate. And I was like, I was like, what do you mean? He's like, look at the fucking state of you, yeah. I'm just, I'm just stood there with my arms crossed, just watching Binti just fucking scrapping people. <laughs> Where was that? Girl, the girl at this point was she like give it? Was she, she was. There was the scope. Oh, was yeah, she? Yeah. <laughs> He's a big guy. You can take it. It's funny. It made you. It made you more handsome. He's like, I've got a knife. <laughs> I've got a knife. <laughs> so my question to you is, yeah. how do you chill? How, how do you heal stamp wounds? There. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. That was oh, he has, yeah, he has black <laughs> But oh, yeah, well. no, that's crazy. That like, yeah, some Jesus. mad stuff. That must have, that stuff must be people must kick off all the time. Like when you worked in hospitals yeah, and stuff so, like so, that. Yeah, so, so I worked in a A and E. So obviously we have to do training in A and E and. Some of the sites you see on Fridays, oh, mate. Some of the stuff you see on Friday, Saturday night, or New Year's Eve, Boxing Day. Yeah, um, it's like borderline. Like some of it's bad, some of it's hilarious. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, there's a lot. Of, like it's the ones, the ones. You know what? Funny enough, the worst ones are the drunk females that yeah. come in. Um, the drunk because he'll just start mouthing off to all the nurses and doctors screaming shouting lads don't do that like lads yeah. don't generally sort of you know do that sort of thing but the, i think some of them know that the security and stuff can't manhandle them so yeah. they can say what they want so especially when we call the hospital security down they're terrified of 
you know, doing anything. Yeah. But yeah, no, I see a lot of, a lot of stuff like that. A lot of people, you know, drug, drug people that have taken, might have taken too many drugs. Uh, like I still remember this one story and I'll never forget this. So I was working a shift on a Sunday. It was like a midday to 8 PM shift in Southport A&E. Um, and this is like 2016 and there was a guy, I think it was his birthday. So we started his bender midday on a Saturday. Yeah. He didn't finish till six and six, seven in the morning on the Sunday. Yeah. And between in those, what, 19 hours, yeah. he'd taken 15 ecstasy tablets, you know, in that 87, was he popping them quite regularly? Um, and Jesus. he was obviously with his mates. He lost all his mates, you know, probably after whatever. And they found him running down, running up and down Lord Street in Southport <laughs> naked. <laughs> thinking the devil was chasing after him oh, i mean granted yeah. southport and that region is full of old people <laughs> and you know quite well off um it wasn't a nice sight and i remember they brought him in and they'd had to literally because he was like agitated they'd literally have to harness him to the bed and we gave him god i think we gave him like 15 or 20 milligrams diazepam through a drip which is you know if you think five milligrams, if you think 10 milligrams oral diazepam would be equivalent to five. So we had to give him a huge dose of diazepam just to calm him down. Yeah. Um, so that was probably a, a notable one. And, um, yeah. So, I mean, you see, you see the odd, you see the, the typical ones that have come in and they're just out of character, out of sorts. And their, their drink has been spiked. <laughs> you know, like 24 year old fucking, um, Defo, Peter, Defo said that before. Anyone want to spike your drink when you're out with six other lads? Yeah. Like someone keeps giving me free drugs and I don't know why. <laughs> It's like, yeah, mate, it just drinks like, and I often say to them, listen, I'm not the police. I'm not going to report. You can tell me I need to, I basically need to know what you've taken yeah, and so what you've taken yeah. so I can sort treatment out. No, my drinks is bad. It's like, lad, I'm not the police. I'm not going to tell anyone, please. You need to tell me. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, lad, my, my drink's been spiked. It's like, oh, okay, fair enough. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just pump your stomach down. <laughs> right, okay, yeah. Well, is that what you've got to do? No, we don't know the stomach thing. No, so basically, if they've so if they've overdosed on something like paracetamol and stuff, we give them like a activated charcoal drink. Yeah. So I mean, back in the day, we pump the stomach. So you give them a drink, it's like charcoal, and then like fifteen minutes later, they vomit everything up. Yeah. You know, because the reactions of paracetamol, they vomit everything up. Um. So yeah i've seen some really weird stuff really really weird i'll never forget this story as well so there was a 19 there was a 17 year old who went out he'd never drunk before or done anything like that um, and he went out he played basketball for his school and he went out with all his basketball mates and he had a normal night out from what i believe and he came back and his mum was saying over the next two to three days his behavior started to change like he'd just get up and start just get up when he was watching his TV and get up and start pissing against the wall. Yeah. Um, he'd like strip off naked, you know, in the middle of like the house and really like weird behavior. And obviously all, all, all he said, he'd gone out with his basketball mates and had a few shots, you know, just dr drunk, denied any drug use. So that was really bizarre. That was really weird. Um, what, what did you find out what it was? No, I didn't. You know, like because uh, that's the thing. Oh, you, you can't ask, let that a you, fucking terrible story. <laughs> no, because you, do, you, you, you have to take what they say as well. Like you can't often. By the time you order a drug test, because you can you can do drug testing and stuff, but as you know, with everything going on at the moment, there's so many other drugs like legal highs and stuff yeah. that won't come up in a drug. Uh, won't come up in a urine drug test. So um, 
I remember just asking, I was like, listen, mate, this isn't alcohol that does this to you. What have you taken? Nothing. I was just drinking. So I asked the mum and mum was like, I said, I'm worried that his basketball mates have spiked him with something. So then I asked him again and I was like, what have you taken? We need to know. No, nothing, nothing, nothing. Just alcohol. I was like, alcohol doesn't. Yeah. So it was really, really. (laughs) What What would do that though? Make you just start pissing against the wall, and then it's again, probably, no, I've drank, I've drank so much of a yeah, piss on a wall before. Yeah, I mean that's different. <laughs> that's when you're drunk, but to happen a couple of days after, yeah. it could have been anything. He could have been given a psychedelic that he'd taken there and then, or like a drug that he'd taken there, and then the few days after, he'd have like he'd have. It's just basically affected his brain chemistry, and you know you see yeah. people affected by drugs in different ways, really. You know, yeah. like, even, some, mad, people, even some people that's that weird, like it's sent them the opposite you know send them yeah i always say i'm a i'm an advocate of weed mm. um and i do partake from time to time no. but i've i'm I, I used to be bad and like mm. when people say oh no weed's like not like it, it's it's from the earth and all that stuff i'm like no you yeah. can fuck up on weed can't you can yeah. bad though so i've been in some paranoid depends paranoid places as well like yeah um a lot of the sort of the skunk the mm. strong skunk you know it depends on how it's grown and everything like that. But it's different, like, you know, the stuff which is you see in Amsterdam and California where mm. it's grown sort of naturally. Yeah. You don't really seem to have the problems that you have here from weed. So I, I guess it's the strain, how it's grown. Yeah. But I've, yeah, I've, I've, seen, I've, I've seen a lot of patients. I love that. that. Got some new damn weed there. Yeah, have you? <laughs> That's defo ground in someone's loft around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, obviously with everything you've, you've, we've talked about this as well with um, CBD as well yeah. CBD's coming into um, oh yeah because we've both got we've got little CBD mates yeah, aren't we feel shout supreme. out feel supreme feel supreme yeah. use my code don't use this code use <laughs> code I've done a code I don't know you've got a code no no you said this. <laughs> <laughs> use code the joker for a discount <laughs> feel supreme.co.uk yeah that's it. So, how are you finding it how do you find the CBD I've been using CBD for ages though yeah um yeah for eight. I, I mean a long time because matty who owns feel supreme he's a good lad yeah he's my ex-wife's cousin's husband so we're extended family Your in ex-wife's a way yeah cousins okay. yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so i've known matty since, um, since he started C- yeah, feel supreme, yeah. basically I, so I, I just i spoke to him and his wife on the phone Cheryl. yeah yeah about the, the little yeah about there's some some yeah some advice and stuff oh about so, uh, what's it what is it it's not Harry, is it? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so I was giving advice and stuff. But yeah, no, they're nice, nice people. Freddie, like, Freddie, little good Freddie. Lad, yeah, yeah, no, they're, 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 he's, yeah he's had some respiratory problems and stuff, hasn't he? Yeah, All yeah. Kid. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, um, Lovely, beautiful little boy he is. <laughs> but uh, when are you, speaking of when, when are you getting married, then? Next year. Next year. Next, well, fingers crossed. I'd invite you, but I don't know if anyone can come. Yeah, no. <laughs> Oh, bless me. Yeah, no, I, I'm looking forward to it. We're all sorted. Venues all sorted and all that. Just yeah, um, yeah, I'm open. I'm open. We can uh, get more than fifteen people in. Be, and next she's, September. She's so. down in Turkey. She's down in Turkey. Yeah. Are you gonna have her up here or? No. Uh, well, it's, well, she's uh, done. It. We've done it. We booked a place in Devon. Mm. So that's like North Devon. It is. So yeah, it's beautiful. Um, down yeah, there. it's gonna be amazing. It's like a yeah. cove. It's incredible. Oh, yeah, it's beautiful down there. I didn't know idea. Yeah. That the our country could look like that. It's nice. And did your did your lads get on with with her and stuff? Yeah, yeah, they all get on dead well. She's got three. She's got oh, she's got l She's got two older ones, and then she's got a little girl called Gracie, who's three. Yeah, yeah everyone gets on dead well. Good it's quite nice actually. So yeah, well, and she and 
Like she lives far away as well. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't meet. I didn't. She, front row. How oh, am I going to meet the, anyone? Shit, of course. How am yeah. I going to meet anyone? So did you rip, did you pick on her as the first? What happened there? Like? Oh, it's all. It's you know what. This is going to make her sound dead bad. <laughs> and shouldn't. <laughs> she she came up because she she'd been on like two dates with the scouser who'd show them my videos. So she bought him the tickets, because he was a big fan. Yeah. Right? And then he couldn't make it because of work. So she brought a mate. How far is that from Tokyo? Like, it's like a fucking four and a half hour drive. Wow. So she'd come up on like a Tuesday night. Yeah. So weirdly, the last time I ever worked a Tuesday as well. Yeah. Um, she'd come up on the Tuesday night and I started picking on her. Because a mate, Katie, who I love to bits, is... <laughs> it's gonna sound really. I'm definitely gonna get complaints. But looks like a lesbian, right? Yeah. yeah so yeah. I assumed they were a lesbian couple, and I was like, "He's a couple," and she was like, "No," like that, and and that's how we got chatting. Yeah. Because she was kind of being flirty then. And I was like, "Oh, you're flirting with me now," and it just kind of escalated that way. Yeah, yeah. And then I bumped into her outside, and we just got a picture, and then she tagged me in her Instagram, so I knew who she was then. Oh, so I started open, open the gates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and. I, 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 and then I like to say she messaged me first just to wind it up, but I messaged yeah, her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she pretty much, she took her from the other, the guy that bought I the didn't tickets. take her. Yeah, Mr. I feel, I feel, but yeah, I mean, I feel like he's not a fan anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah, but yeah, they, 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 I mean, <laughs> it makes it sound like he'd, he'd been in a long-term relationship, and I was just like, "You're mine now." No, he'd been on a couple of dates. I, 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 no, hope, I, he, I hope he doesn't hate me too much. <laughs> no, everything <laughs> happens in life for reasons. That was just. Uh, so, what's next for you? What's next for you? And, uh, uh, obviously, your podcast going well and stuff. Yeah, so good just, guests on. Just continuing with that, really, uh, podcast and stuff. Um, interviewed, did the second part with yourself. Yes. To put the episode up. Two-time guest. Two-time guest. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that we bring out one to two episodes a week on that the doctor us podcast we've had sort of boxers obviously yourself stand-up comedians uh undercover police a whole variety of guests yeah, really yeah. um and just sort of plodding along with work and waiting to see what what happens really i mean it's yeah. it's, it's a bit difficult at the moment i mean uh, sort of with the, the, them talking about vaccines coming in you know from december yeah uh and uh, yes, it's a hard one. Like uh, even everything, all but the misconceptions that we were talking about before, yeah. like some of this false information about masks and everything. Yeah. Like, what do you do? You, what do you think about that? Um, I, 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 I mate, every time I go on my phone, I change my it's opinion. Just mad, yeah. I, so see, mad. I, I, I get really scared. if once once I feel like I know something, I get worried. I think it's from I, 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 I did philosophy at uni, and I, I like I, I enjoy philosophy. What did you study here? And. What? Where did you just in Union Liverpool, yeah. Liverpool, yeah. Um and I kind of it, it it what the philosophy doesn't teach you fuck all. Yeah. It's yeah. a pointless degree. <laughs> the one thing it will yeah. teach you is if you think you know something, you're probably wrong. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so every time I get, I've always took that away and every time I feel like I know something or I feel like I'm sure about that. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I then try and question it and, yeah, and look yeah. at it from the other side and that the which is a good skill, and I think was a good skill for philosophers back in the day when you had an essay and you had two years to think about it. Yeah, but yeah. now with social media, you can't get fucking anywhere, mate. Because like literally in in a thread, there'll be it's, such everyone's super convincing and everyone's got statistics. It's just, and like you it's, can't really fact check everyone. Like, it's like I understand you have an opinion, but some of the information is just false. Like when they when they put the stuff like masks are dangerous, masks make your asthma worse, masks 
Of course, you're having pneumonia. That's all false. Like, so you're telling me your dentist at the end of every shift who wears a mask <laughs> is going to die. Yeah. And like, you know, everyone who works in a hospital theatre is going to keel over and die after. Give me a break. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's just so much like, and I, I often say this things like, listen, it's your choice whether you want to wear a mask. If you don't want to wear a mask, don't wear one. But you spreading information, false information to other people, it seems like you're trying to, you're almost accusing. You're doing what you're accusing the you're giving the government of propaganda. Yeah. You're doing the same thing as well to people yeah. who don't know better. So I often say it's like it's like if I invite you to a party, I've got some of the most beautiful girls there, best food, drink, and you can't come to the party or you don't want to go. And I've invited five of your mates, and you it's like you going and telling your mates, Oh lad, don't go to us this party. It's full of ugly, <laughs> ugly, ugly girls there. The food's gonna give you food poisoning, yeah. the police will arrest you, and you'll convince them. That's the way I see it. I was like, no, I'm not saying the opinion stuff. Have an opinion, that's fine. But the false information about masks and everything like that, it's almost like you're trying to convince other people who don't know any better yeah. that thing. So it's like, that's that's the thing. It's just false. Inf- some of it's false information. And you, like you said, we've talked about this as well. You try to argue with some of them in the comment section or try to educate them and it doesn't work. They'll, it doesn't. It does it's, not it's work. If someone, thinks the black, if someone thinks the sky is black, the sky is black to them. Mm. Right, until... And you can't I've never seen anyone on, on Facebook go, ah, oh, do you know what? That's a good point, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if they do, they're very, if they do, they're very like, nice, open-minded people, yeah. but they wouldn't be having that, they wouldn't be spouting that stuff up in that first place. Yeah. Um, I like the one that where they say, well, it doesn't stop a fart. Uh, your genes don't stop a fart, so a mask can't stop a virus. Because I don't think that's that's right. Don't wear a condom. Like they're like, oh, it's not one hundred percent effective. Well, neither are condoms, but yeah. you still wear them. I like mean, I don't wear condoms, <laughs> <laughs> as you know us. <laughs> oh, no. But yeah, no, it's just it is it is that they don't want to like. Because you've got to think masks, are, like I've been used to wearing them and stuff, but a lot of people aren't, you know, so it's there. People get overwhelmed, so they don't want to wear it. And then, like I said, they'll, but think about people that are vulnerable, the elderly, yeah. and they still read Facebook and social media. So you saying with your Google and YouTube research that masks are, are dangerous and they, 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 it's not, not true, you know, mm. it's not true medically and stuff. So, yeah. I, I, I mean, I wear one to drop my little boy off. Yeah, yeah. I wear, I, I wear, I wear one. I wear one to go yeah. to shops now. I, I, yeah. I'll put it like a, I have like a, I found a bandana. I just keep losing them, me. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm like, fuck it. You pull up outside Tesco and you go, ah, fuck, I haven't got a mask. <laughs> so, I can't go, I can't, I can't buy milk now. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I've got, like a little, I've got a little bandana, I've got a tie around <laughs> my face. It makes it fun. I feel like an outlaw. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's good. You know what? I think it's mad. Like one thing I've 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 always just like I found weird about masks and since people have been wearing a mask yeah. is how easy it is to recognize like Lee Chadwick's coming on the podcast in a couple of weeks. Oh yeah, and I was walking. I got my haircut the other day and I'm walking through West Derby Village and yeah. he's like in the dark. Yeah, literally fifty feet away across the other side of the road. We both went, and he was wearing a mask and I was like Lee. Yeah. And he was like, I like that. And I was like, how the fuck have I just recognised you? <laughs> like, half your face covered in the dark. From ma- yeah, yeah. yeah, you can, you can recognise people just from their eyes. Exactly. But then on the other, on the other, on the contrary, as well, like, they're telling people to wear a mask, but I've never seen Boris wear a mask. I've seen him wear it once when he was leaving his house. Yeah. None of them in well, the parliament they t- I mean, that, I think that that's the cause of a lot of this, non, this, they talk a lot of shit. Yeah. Don't they? And they don't look like the like like they close bars down. They keep their own bar open and shit like that. And yeah. you're like, oh well, fuck off then. 
Like yeah. I'm going for it. If you're drinking, I'm drinking. Like, like you can't say it's unsafe and then go and do it yourself. And then it just see everything that happened. They were just doing everything here to start off with, but nothing else was done. Everything just looked a bit suspicious to me, like their sort of disdain from the north of England. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's different now. They've gone into national lockdown, but um, yeah, no, it's yeah, I don't, I don't know. yeah. Fucking sponge the cunt. <laughs> <laughs> and I stand by that as a fact. It's the one thing I know. Um, now, thank you for coming down. Uh, no, if you want to catch more of us, 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 going to catch more of us. He's got your podcast is the Doctor Us podcast uh, it, yeah. on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Uh, give that a follow. Yeah. You get it on Spotify, on iTunes. Give it a listen. I'm on it twice. Go listen to them on first, <laughs> uh, and then yeah, just swallow the whole back catalogue it's very very good um yeah um I, I would say get in touch for medical but don't do that because he's a busy man uh, <laughs> yeah hopefully he'll be back on to chat to us again soon but yeah, yeah for now nice. thank you for coming down have a beautiful pleasure. day stay Definitely. safe and all that and uh love to the family and i'll see you i'll see you i'll see you again soon thank yeah. you for tuning in i uh, hope you've enjoyed this episode uh please like share it about tell everyone about it click like and subscribe and all that stuff and uh yeah i'll catch you all again soon on the next episode tomorrow